Go to your Bibles. If you can, if you want to stay up here, you can look at the screen. My God, Ben, y'all just stay right there. Whew. We're going to go to 1 Peter 2 and 9. A very familiar portion of scripture. When you have it, say amen. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The New International Version says that you may declare the praises of him. When you break down that word, show forth, it means to lift up your voice and celebrate. It says that you should celebrate loudly him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And for just a few moments, I gotta preach. I've got a reason to praise him. I've got a reason to praise him. I've got a reason to give God glory. Woo! I've got a reason to clap my hands. I've got a reason to lift up my voice. I've got a reason. Woo! Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time with some authority. Come on, let's clap our hands one more time. Amen, amen. If you promise to preach with me, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> the book of Peter was written to not just a church, but to every single Christian. And what I love about this is Peter, I imagine in my mind that somebody, an old, an old man writing, and he said, oh, hear ye the word of the Lord. But when I began to read this, something just spoke to me. And when the book of 1 Peter opens up, the first thing that he says is that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he said? The first thing what got off his lips was praise God. You know, he said praise God because he's done so much for me. Amen. Whew. And it says, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. A lively hope, somebody, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this is what I love right here. This is, <laughs> it says, the next verse, 1 Peter 2 and 4, it says, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. No matter what comes my way, no matter what comes my way, I can lift my voice and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. No matter what comes my way, I can lift up my voice. Because I got an inheritance waiting on me. I got something waiting on me in heaven. So this is my first point. My first reason to give him praise is I got something to look forward to. I got something to look forward to. I got an inheritance from a father who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I got an inheritance waiting on me from a God who has all power. Come on, somebody, you got to understand this. You have an inheritance waiting on you. Something that can't be corrupted by this world. Something that won't fade away. No matter what happens, it won't fade away. Your inheritance is there for you. And this is what I love. It says, reserved in heaven for you. Look at your neighbor and say, you. It's reserved for you. Now, reserved 
Reserved means kept specially for a particular purpose. You got to understand your inheritance is reserved for you. You know, when you go to the best restaurant in town and you want that big, nice T-bone steak, that's $100. Yeah. And you know what? It's the best restaurant in town. So it's a two-hour wait. But you know what? You call and you make reservations. And you can just walk right in and say, I'd like my table now. You have to understand. I can imagine God says, you know what? I got something for you when you get here. Do what you need to do. But when you get here, I got something waiting on you. Come on, somebody, you got an inheritance that's waiting on you. My God. This is my second reason. I'll be fast. My praise breaks chains for me and for others. I said my praise breaks chains for me and for others. Come on, your praise will break chains for not only you, but those around you. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. Woo! Paul was on his second missionary journey. And he was with his brother Silas, you know, high-fiving, they're doing the will of God. And now, during their journey, the Holy Ghost stopped them numerable times. And said, you know what, they were trying to go here, and they couldn't do it. God stopped them. They were trying to go over here, and God stopped and they couldn't do it. And they stopped over five places before they finally get to a place. And you know what, let me just stop right here and say, thank God for some closed doors in our lives. Thank God for some closed doors in our lives. Whew. So they stop at a place, and it's in Troas. And while they're there, Paul has a vision. He has a vision. And it's Acts 16 and 9. It says, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And the Bible says that immediately they went up and they went into Macedonia. And they started preaching. And God started moving. And you know what? Here came the enemy. Here came the lady with the spirit of divination on her. And y'all know the story. Paul gets fed up and he gets tired of it. And he rebukes the devil out of the lady. And you know what happens is her masters got upset. So you know what they did? They captured Paul and Silas. They beat him. They beat both of them and threw him in jail. Now let me just stop right here and says, don't give up when you're in the middle of a trial. Don't give up. When God has called you to be somewhere, don't give up. When God has called you to something, don't give up. You need to just keep pressing. You know, Paul and Silas, Brother Judah, could have easily given up. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the, their feet were fast to the stocks. You know what that means? They couldn't even move. They were thrown in prison. They were beaten. I mean, and it's not like just a slap on the face. No, you can't do that. They were beaten, y'all. I mean, like gang, you know, ganged up on and beat, slain. <laughs> and their, their feet were fast in the stocks. So, you know, they were, they were stuck there. And, you know, it could have been easy for them to have been like, you know what? Man, I tried my best. I tried to do the will of God in my life. But you know what? Now look where I am. Look, I'm stuck in prison. Look, look where I'm at. I, I can't do anything here. But they didn't do that. You know what they did? They said, this is the best thing we can do in this situation is just give God glory. The best thing we can do in this situation is give God the praise. Acts 16 and 20, 16, 25 through 26. 
And it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Listen, their voices were loud enough to where their neighbor can hear them. Their, their voices were loud. They weren't just, God, I thank you. They were saying, God, I need you. God, I worship you. God, I need you to do something. Lord, I give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. And suddenly there was an earthquake. And there was an earthquake in the prison. Whew. And all the doors opened and all the, the shackles came loose off of everybody. And let me just say it right here. When you praise God in the middle of your situation, when you praise God in the middle of your situation, the chains begin to be loose. The bands begin to be loose. And suddenly you're free. Woo! But you notice, notice it's not just for him. It's not just for Paul and Silas, Pastor Hammond. It's for all of those that were in the prison. So when you see me up here dancing, it's not just for me. It's not just for me. I got some people that I'm waiting to get into the house of the Lord. I got some people that I'm waiting for. So you know what I'll do? Right now, I'll just praise them. In expectation. Woo! That's right. That's why when you praise God, it doesn't matter what you're going through. I know we all have it hard sometimes. We had a long day at work, but you know what? Our God is all-powerful, and our God can break any chain. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. I said nothing is too hard for the Lord. Woo! Amen. This is the best part. The story is not over here. Now notice. Remember, there was the man that visited Paul in the dream, right? And he said, look, I need you over here in Macedonia. I need your help. So the prison, after the prison was opened, there was obviously, there was a guard on duty. And he woke up out of his sleep. And he was so scared because all the doors were open, all the chains were loosed, that he was going to take the sword and he was going to kill himself. And Paul stopped him right there and he says, stop. You don't need to be doing that. We're right here. <clears throat> and let me just say that don't ever give up on what God has told you. Where God has directed you to go, don't ever give up. Because you know what? It could have been easy. It could have been easy for them to just say, forget about it. The guard put me in here. The guard's the one who threw me in prison. But let me tell you, that guard and his whole entire family were baptized in Jesus' name. The Bible doesn't say it, but I believe that was the man. I believe in the vision. That was who Paul was trying to reach. That was the person who Paul needed to reach. So your praise, your praise that you give to God is able to free somebody. Is able to give them the liberty to say, you know what? I want to try this God out. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Woo! Somebody clap your hands. Hey, point number three. Look at your neighbor and say, point number three. My praise is a weapon. I said my praise is a weapon. My praise is a weapon. Woo, this is my favorite one, y'all. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, 
verse 1 through 2. It says, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, with them other besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee. Notice he didn't say against us. He said against thee. He says, They're coming for you, bruh. And it says, From beyond the sea. And let me give you a little context for this. See, Jehoshaphat just came back from a battle against Syria where the king of Israel, Ahab, died because he wasn't even supposed to go to battle in the first place. And you know what? I can imagine Jehoshaphat being scared because he says, you know what? I went to battle already and I lost. So now I'm going to go back to battle again and I don't know what to do. Now I got this whole entire army against me. I don't have help from Israel. It's just me. And I'll just give this a side note. He was the king of Judah. The king of praise. Anyways, I'm going to stop right there. But I'm sorry. So Jehoshaphat seeks the Lord and proclaims a fast throughout the land. And everyone is standing before the Lord in the house of the Lord. And the spirit of God comes on Jehaziel. In 2 Chronicles 20 15, this is what he says. And he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Every time you go into a battle, you have to realize, you know what? It's not that God's on my side. I'm on the Lord's side. You know, this battle's not even mine that I'm in. It's God's. Whew. Come on, somebody. The battle that you're in right now, it's not yours. It's God's. That situation you're in, it's not yours. It's God. Woo. My God. And then you jump down to verse number 20. And if you could put, on, up that up, put that up there for me. Thank you. And they rose early in the morning. And this is Jehoshaphat and his army. And went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. So shall ye prosper. Next verse. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. Notice they went out before the army. They went out first. Praise went up first. Praise always goes up first before you battle. <clears throat> and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Next verse. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Moab and Ammon and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. You have to realize when you begin to praise the Lord in the middle of your battle, that God begins to set up ambushments against your enemy. God begins to set up ambushments against your enemy. So when you begin to praise and you begin to lift up your voice, God's already working on your behalf. God's already moving in the midst of your situation. He already goes to work against your enemy. I'm almost done. Whew. You know what you need to say? You say, let the enemy come at me. My, these feet are dangerous. These feet are dangerous. <laughs> yes. And you know, it, you know what we say? My dance will crush, you know, under my feet, right? Yes. <clears throat> I'm not going to sing, but 
You know, we don't just say that to say that. You know, that's biblical, right? That's biblical. That's biblical. Let me show you. Romans 16 and 20. My God. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. You know, when the devil tries to come at you, you know what you need to say? You need to say, hold up. Know your place. Know your place. You need to say, you know what? Know your place, devil. You're under my feet. You're under my feet, devil. You're not attacking me. You're under my feet. No, know your place. These feet are dangerous. These feet will bruise you, Satan. Woo! My God. I've got a reason to praise him. Come on, I've got a reason to praise him. Hey, man, I'm almost done. Woo! Number four. My praise is a testimony. My praise is a testimony. We all know the scripture. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. In Revelation 12 and 12, you know what the next verse says? It says, therefore, rejoice. You need to rejoice with your brother and your sister when you got a testimony. Judah, come here. This is my brother right here. Brother from another mother. I love him. We're twins, as you can see. All right? Now, let me tell you. You see my, my brother standing up here, right? But let me tell you, he wasn't supposed to be here tonight. He wasn't supposed to be here tonight. You want to know why? Because was it last year? Last year he got into a car accident. And he flipped. He got T-boned, right? If, that was, if I'm not mistaken. And his car rolled over two and a half times. And you know what? He came out without a scratch on his body. And you know what the ambulance said? They said, where's the guy who's supposed to be in the Chevy Colorado? And he said, you know what? I'm right here. And they said, you're supposed to be a dead man. What are you doing standing here? My praise, my praise is a testimony. That's why when you see us up here praising and giving God the glory, it's for a reason. Thank you. Amen. I got another testimony. Where's, where's the man at? Claude, the big man. Come here, Claude. Y'all give it up for Brother Claude. It's the big man. That's what I call him. <laughs> now, this is my brother, another brother from another mother. And you see, I remember, let's go walk this way. Hold on. Let me, go, let me come down here. I don't want to fall. It's one of my biggest fears, y'all. Now, you see him up here, right? And he's strong. And he's here. And you see him up here praising and worshiping. But let me tell you of another story when Claude was a young man. And he was on, he was, y'all remember, hold on one second. Y'all remember when you were, you didn't have a car and you were trying to hang out with your friends. And you're trying to get somewhere far, you know what, but I, I, I'm the only one who has a bike. So we need to get on, both of us on this bike somehow. So thank God for pegs. You know, you put them on the back, you stand, you hold your brother's shoulders and you're riding along. And that's what was happening. And you know what happened? I was here with my brother. I wasn't here, but he told me about it. He said, you know, as we were riding down this road, I heard this clicking sound. Click, 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 click. And he just ignored it. And then he heard it again. Click, 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 click. And you know what? Here, you go in front of me. And he said he looked back and he saw a young man with a gun in his hand. Yeah. 
ask him, not now, but later. And he was pulling the trigger, and it was pointed at his head. And it was click, 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 and he kept looking at the gun because the gun was loaded, but it wasn't going off. Now, when you see my brother up here, that should give you enough reason to praise him. When Brother Claude shouldn't be here. Brother Claude shouldn't be here. But I got a reason to praise him. Thank you. My God, you have to understand, there's so many testimonies in this house to give him praise, to give him glory. It's not just about what God has done in my life. I got one more. Brother Nick, come up here. Brother Nick, come up here. How many of y'all love Brother Nick? My God. Brother Nick, I love this man. He's, he's legit. He's too legit to quit. Now, I remember... I remember when Nick first came to church. Oh, man, God's good, bro. And I remember, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rat you out a little bit. I'm sorry, but I love you. It's okay. You're not who you used to be. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I remember, you know, I was talking to my friend Alden, and he was saying, you know, when Nick first got here, and this was after he got the Holy Ghost, after God got a hold of him, and he says, you know, he, I forgot where he went. I don't know if he went somewhere for the summer. But he told somebody, he says, you know what? Church isn't for me. You know, living for God, all this, I love God and stuff. But church, you know what? It's not for me. But then something got a hold of Brother Nick. Yeah, yeah that's right. Something got a hold of Brother Nick. And you know what? It not only affected him, it affected all of our youth group. Because you know what? Our youth group is on fire. Thanks to Nick and it. And everybody else who got a hold of the vision, I've got a reason to praise him. I've got a reason to give God glory. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Nick. My last reason right here. Number five. Look at your neighbors. Say number five. Praise God. Number five. Let me drink some water. Y'all just missing Jesus' name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number five, and this is the main point I want to get to. I was called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Come on, I was freed from sin. If you want to know any reason why I praise him, it's because once I was in darkness, once I was in chains, once I had nowhere else to go, but then God got a hold of me. God got a hold of me. And he picked me up. You got to understand. I'm done. We can all stand. I'm done. You have to understand. I'm still a sinner, but I was an even worse sinner. I used to steal. I used to do all these things. I was in darkness. I had no future. I had nothing, not, I had nothing going for me. Because you know what? There's nothing good out there in the world anyway. I had nothing good going for me. You know, let me say that again. I had nothing good going for me. Because the world isn't even a great place to be in. And I remember I met a man named Brother Steve. I called him Mr. Steve at the time. And he told me about the word of God. And something just got a hold of me. Something just got a hold of me. I couldn't shake it. I couldn't get away from it. And I was baptized in the name of Jesus. And I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what? I haven't gone back since. Because God 
been too good. God has been too good to me. So if you want to know, if you want a reason to give God glory, it's because he brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, somebody, if you need a reason to praise him, you got everything you need. If you've been set free, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you got a reason to praise him. The fact that you're here, you got a reason to praise him.